if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. I bet that Mezzapin at the end will, will do a spin. So I'm predicting that. Hello again, this is LK, and welcome to another episode of Finding the Gap. This is the Mexican GP preview. And this is going to be the best episode ever because I'm doing this solo. Uh, Jason is vacationing across the US, uh, Griswold style, wife for kids, a dog, and I'm pretty sure he has a pet raccoon as well. Uh, he has abandoned me, so you know, let's have some fun here. Uh, before we start, uh, let's do some shout outs to my you know, uh, supporters. <laughs> uh, I posted yesterday it was going to be a, a solo episode. And interestingly enough, everyone liked Jason's uh, reply to my tweet, making fun of me instead of supporting me. You know, most of you guys. Uh, however, you know, my, my number one Turkish fan, uh, Ozum, uh, stood right by my side. So shout out to her. And I could not shout out Tom A.K.A. Roms at Formula Roms. She's from Mexico, Mexican uh, GP. So, you know, shout out to both of them, both. Uh, Part of the LK Flying Club. Um, yeah. So let's see some uh, stories that, that led up to the Mexico GP. Uh, first and foremost, the 14-day break was done. You know, it makes no sense logistically or anything else. They should have thought of, you know, just going from the U.S. to Mexico and maybe giving a big break before going to Brazil. But anyway, uh, the wait's over. We're here. Uh, we're ready to race. Uh, Norris is a future champion, according to Rosberg, and uh, I think everyone else, right? That's, <laughs> it's like uh, he he said something that's out of the ordinary here, saying that Norris has the speed and the, the makeup of a future world champion. Uh, I've been seeing that for a while, so so has a lot of people. You know, I, I do believe Norris has uh, what it takes uh, to be a future world champion. His performance in, in Monza was kind of disappointing when he asked to be in second uh, instead of trying to fight for, for first. But yeah, I think Norris has a great uh, future. Nice to see like a heavyweight from the media like Rosberg saying that, I believe. Um, in the beginning of the year, I thought he would be the next world champion, meaning that Hamilton would perhaps win this world champion in the next one and Norris would be the next, you know, World champion not named Lewis Hamilton, but right now I have my my doubts here with uh, Red Bull and Max's performance. Uh, another story that, that came up, which is stupid, you know, like people should not even pay attention uh, about that, is the you know the first uh, world championship uh, for Hamilton in two thousand eight. A lot of conspiracy theories about what really happened and if if Mercedes not number six uh, McLaren paid uh, Glock uh, or Toyota. For, for that horrible last turn in Interlagos. But, you know, it's part of the race. You know, Massa was uh, a champion for, what, 36 seconds before uh, Hamilton crossed in fifth uh, to, to gain enough points to, to become the world champion. It, it was deserved, you know, because a world championship is not a one race, it's multiple races, and overall his performance was better. Glock... Uh, suffering death threats, you know, it's just stupid, you know. And I remember back in the day, 
uh, Twitter wasn't as big. If it was around, I think it was around already, but you know, like all oh, the, the the media, especially the media in South America, saying that you no know, Glock gave that to Hamilton and the death threats is stupid. You know, let it go. It's been 13 years. Hamilton beautifully uh, won that that championship. I think that that there's nothing to see here. No, move on. <laughs> Another interesting story leading up to this GP is the fact that Williams is not participating in the voluntary 18-inch 18 18-inch 18 wheel test at Yas Marina uh, in Abu Dhabi uh, after the season is over. No, not much to see to say here, right? It's Williams being Williams. You know, they went from a family-owned and operated business to a business operated business however i think the the legacy culture is there uh they they would have to to have what they call a mule car uh which is a modified car that includes you know modified suspension and downforce adjustments and that would cost money they did not commit to the money last year when they were looking for budget uh for 2021 therefore they will not be participating in the 18 wheel tests uh, which kind of will set them a little bit back uh, for the beginning of the 2022 season well, you know you know i think they're used uh, and comfortable being back on the grid so maybe they're planning to stay there f- for a few seasons before things start to click they are losing george russell so it's not like they're <laughs> they have anything you know to to see uh, in terms of future Albon is not uh, the savior he's going to be probably stopgap until they can find someone else if they can keep up you know the good performance they they somehow are pulling this year what else yeah there is uh, one more interesting story that i picked uh, the the Porsche returned to formula 1 right that that has been uh in talks in the media for a while uh, i do believe that having an extra engine manufacturer would would be great uh, people nowadays think of engine manufacturer as a team, but you know they could come as a partnership, you know, either with Red Bull or other companies, and you know come back to the the, the sport this way. Uh, you guys can, if you guys remember back in the early two thousands, you know Toyota, Honda, BMW, they all tried to come in as a team, failed miserably, uh, got out of the sport. Honda came back, you know, as uh, engine manufacturer, and things are getting better <laughs> and they decide to leave uh, when they had a good engine and now Red Bull is ripping the benefits. But yeah, so uh, if Porsche returned, I think it should be as a, uh, a provider of engines instead of a full team. They have a lot of options since, you know, there are a lot of uh, customer teams in, in the grid nowadays. Uh, they said they are seriously looking to Formula One. Now that MGUH is basically defined that it's not going to be part of the new era of Formula One going 2026 and forward. They are pretty excited about it. Uh, However, uh, they are starting to make more uh, demands and Total Wolf is kind of upset with that, which I kind of agree. Basically, uh, Porsche wants to make sure all participants uh, are able to compete for victory before committing to the sport, which is crazy if you think about it, right? There's lessons learned there's evolution of your project, right? You may not get your project, uh, you know, good or, or at a an excellent performance from day one or even the first couple of seasons. So for Porsche to say they want to win 
uh, you know, before committing, it's like asking for a participation trophy for everybody. You know, I, I don't like this, you know, politics and BS game. Toto is right. Like Mercedes took forever uh, until they were what they they, they are. Uh, even in the you know, late 90s with McLaren, it took a while for them to gather shit together. You know, they started with Sauber, then McLaren. Um, you know, it took took a, a good five, six years before uh, Mika uh, won the back-to-back championships, late 90s. Uh, then McLaren again with Hamilton. Then they suffered a little bit. Then they, they kept going, kept developing. They, they had their own team. But, you know, it takes time. You know, the, the other example that I would use is Honda, right? They, they, they had the, their own team, failed, came back as a major supplier. Uh, McLaren days were, were awful, but they learned a lot of lessons. They went to the Red Bull family and were able to develop an engine worth of, you know, fighting for a championship. It takes time, you know, time and commitment. That's why, you know, they, they can't uh, ask or demand to be able to win or before committing, you know, they, they need to commit, they need to invest resources, and then they need to uh, work on it. I understand that their point is also that they want to spend more money than the other teams uh, to be able to catch up. But but I think it, it's a balance, right? You can't just give them all the the, the freedom in the world uh, to develop the engine. I think that there must be a balance. Maybe, you know, there must be a, a little offset in terms of limits uh, if new engine manufacturers come in, but it can't be much. You know, it wouldn't be fair to the teams that have been working uh, for the longest time and the engineer supply, the engine suppliers that, that have been working uh, for a lot of time. So it is excited, exciting to see Porsche interested. Hopefully they, they will. Hopefully other engine manufacturer comes uh, back. You know, I loved the, the Ford days. The, you know, the, the BMWs were great. Oh, it's cool. Hopefully, uh, this new era will bring new engine manufacturers. Um, enough of those stories. Those are good. But, I mean, let's talk about the Mexican Grand Prix. And, honestly, there's not much talk, right? The, the, the entire focus here is Max versus Lewis. Um, the Hermano Rodriguez uh, circuit is a circuit that favors Red Bull historically. And that's a problem because... This year, we see that circuits that have been historically favoring Mercedes, Red Bull is able to just compete and sometimes beat Mercedes. So in, in circuits that are already favor Red Bull, you know, Red Bull will probably you know, just dominate. Uh, it's not looking good for for Mercedes and Lewis. Although, like I said last episode, I think Lewis is like rising to the challenge. You know, even though Mercedes is cracking through the pressure, um, Lewis is really showing how talented he is and he's putting up a good fight. You know, it's going to be down to the the finish line here in terms of championship. But I think this race, you know, it greatly favors Red Bull. Uh, Lewis will have to like pull up an awesome performance to try to beat. Um, aside of that, the, the only thing that I think it's interesting about the, this uh, GP is the fight for fight of thirds. Uh, and that's my notes here. And th- there's two fight of thirds here. Uh, who will be the third uh, in the drivers' championship, and who will be the third in the constructors' championship? I think this is the the next <laughs> uh, cool uh, fight going on right now. So in terms of drivers, uh, we got Bottas in third currently at one, uh, 185 points. 
uh, we have Perez uh, 150 points and Norris uh, 149. I believe that, that the fight will be between those three and leaning towards Perez and Bottas. Even though Norris is only one point behind Perez, Norris is on a decline trajectory while Perez is on a you know incline trajectory. He's going up. He's uh, training upwards. Uh, I think uh, he's gonna put up a fight, especially in Mexico. He might, you know, be ahead of Bottas and maybe even Lewis. So he's gonna get a lot of points, and this is the fight that I'll be looking for because every point is important for the constructors, right? And those second drivers are the key to success. Uh, right now, like I said, Bottas 35 points ahead, but I, I believe, you know, Perez is going to give him a run for his money and perhaps even beat him uh, on third on the championship. And then the other one is constructors, right? And then we look at uh, who is going to be the third. Uh, McLaren and Ferrari are fighting tooth and nail here. And the, the, the sixth one, right? So third, four, no, the fifth one, I think it's Alpine with 109. So it's way behind. Uh, so McLaren has 254 points and Ferrari 250.5 points. Uh, very close. Uh, again, Ferrari is in an upward trajectory, right? They, they, their drivers are, are performing very well. Uh, I would even say that Norris, instead of fighting for a third, they might be fighting for uh, you know, sixth or seventh with Leclerc and Sainz at the end of the day. But Currently, McLaren is 254, three and a half points ahead. Uh, Ferrari's drivers are doing well. Ferrari is doing good. McLaren, I wouldn't say it's in a downward trajectory because Ricardo is kind of performing okay the, the past couple of races. Uh, but he's kind of carrying the team because Norris is not there. So hopefully Norris is snap out of this funk, uh, which we say here in the podcast is the, you know, it's the, the curse of the new contract, right? It, it affected... Ocon, it affected uh, Leclerc, it affected a bunch of drivers, and now it's Norris's turn. Uh, hopefully, he snaps out of it, can bring the McLaren, you know, up top again, and, and help on the fight for for third. Um, Ferrari has an advantage of being the uh, of always getting extra money for being the the longest you know, team in the grid. So even if they do fourth, they, they still might get even more money than a second. I need to see the payouts for this year, but it's it's something that all the, the teams complain about. Uh, I wouldn't say they are not worried about being fourth or third. I think uh, you know, from a pride perspective, they want to be there, and, and it makes sense. They they, they want to prove that they, they can be competitive for the upcoming years. So it's it's a nice uh, battle to also see the, the fight for third uh, in the Constructors' Championship. Um. I asked uh, Jason for his picks and prediction. Uh, all he sent me was a text uh, to ask people about how boring is the stadium uh, part of the, the the track. I I strongly disagree with him. He's a contrarian. He he likes to be bozo for sake of being bozo. You know, Mexico is a is a, is a great uh, circuit. I think it's gonna yield a lot of a uh, exciting uh, things during the race and qualifying. He he's just he just won the clout here and I'm not gonna give to him. I think the Mexico GP will be great. The fight the, the Lewis versus Max fight will be awesome. The fight for the thirds will be awesome. Um 
but I don't know. I don't know the, the weather. I, uh, I don't know if it's going to rain. Hopefully not. Hopefully we'll be able to, to, to see all the tires and stretches. We'll, we'll see Mercedes fucking up something again and Lewis trying to rescue. Uh, no, looking forward uh, for, for this GP. Um, I couldn't find many things about, you know, specifically of the race. And I think all the focus on, is on the, the championship. But that's what, what I have for today. I, I do have my predictions, which would probably be correct. Uh, so if I were to bet my money, and unfortunately in the US, there's not many places where you can bet Formula One. But my predictions uh, and my bet would be Max first, Checo in second, uh, Lewis in third, Gosling fourth, Sainz in fifth. And yeah, 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 being a fan, fanboy here, Gosling, yes, I think. He's another one that has has been on a, the curse of new contract or even the like curse of being bad luck. He needs to snap out of it now. Maybe because this uh, track favors Red Bull and might favor you know, Toro Rosso to an extent. And I'm a Gasly fan, so let's see if he can do well th- this this race. Bring up the fourth, science fifth, and I know my Ferrari friends will be upset. But my hot take of the weekend will be that Leclerc will not finish. He will get a DNF. The reason I don't know if it's going to be a crash incident or you know engine failure or something, but he will he will DNF uh, in this race. So again, Max, Chaco, Lewis, Gasly, and Sainz rounded up the fifth. And my favorite uh, bet of episodes uh, is when Sir Lewis will complain about his tires. This is a seventy-one lap race. Uh, Pirelli is bringing C two, C three, C four. We know that. The softest of the compounds will ne- never make to the race. <laughs> uh, but who knows? They, they, they may change shit, you know, just to prove me that I'm wrong. But I, I'm foreseeing Lewis complaining about his tires on lap 24. So we'll see. Uh, I'm excited about the race. And then this is the beginning of a triple header. So back to back to back. And just to wrap it up, you guys in Europe don't know what you guys are talking about. Races in the afternoon sucks. I hate it. I like races in the morning because I can wake up, watch the race, go move on with my day on Sunday. You know, races at 2 or 3 p.m. sucks. Like it breaks the day in half. I can't do much in the morning. I can't do much after. Uh, not a good experience. You know, morning, morning races for the win. And with that said, I hope you guys enjoy this episode and enjoy the race. <laughs>